1-800-209-1679. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top Consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. 1-800-209-1679. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. JohnSyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. Folks, here we go. It's another edition of Sports Insider Radio. Usually we're on Wednesday, but hey, there was something going on on Wednesday this week. Hope everybody had a very Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays to everybody. Brian Blessing, David Miller in studio here in Las Vegas. John and Mike about to join us on the East Coast on a gloomy gust kind of day. Hello, David. We'll try to be rays of sunshine on our cold, rainy, windy day. The final week of the regular season, the NFL Bowl season. The playoff games, hockey returns, Christmas Day hoops. It's not like we're short of topics to discuss. That was fun yesterday. The Lakers Did you enjoy game. it? Oh, yeah. I watched the whole game. Oh, it was great. Uh, what? Great I, boy, I'll tell you. Nobody said anything at the end, but, man, LeBron, what were they doing? I mean, I, the guy made a great defensive play, but for 20 seconds, you're down three. For 20 seconds, they stood around, and that's the best they came up with. I... You know, go to the basket. There was an eternity Maybe left. You call that a choke? I don't know what you call it. It was weird. It was just it, a, it was just a bad decision. And you know, and even if it wasn't blocked, it's a contested three. I just that that was an awful final possession. Be honest. Did you sit through the final game, the Nugget game? Uh yes. You sat through the whole game. For uh, I had to turn it off. <laughs> well, I had. You know what? I had. I started the day well. Uh, the first game, well, I went over the Boston game. And then the uh, the Houston game, <laughs> I wasn't even in the same county on that one. But I had New Orleans uh, in the game last night, plus the nine and a half. There's uh, to me, there's something about the road teams on yeah. Christmas Day. It's a business yeah. trip for them. They're like, well, it's not Christmas for us. Let's play basketball. Do you really think? Do you really believe in the the home team gets distracted theory? Do you believe that? You, you, uh, some ma- people in do. In many some... instances, I do because at the end of the night, these guys are getting on a plane. The other guys are they're going to a Christmas party. Like I was trying to, I was trying to figure it out yesterday in the Georgia Tech Hawaii game how that would how that would play a role in it and. I just went I with think the col- Yeah, the college. Yeah, the college. Yeah, so, be, so I'm pro. Be a little different. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, for the kid, that going to Hawaii, that's a treat. 
I mean, yeah. Well, plus they had been there. They played a couple games, so I was thinking, okay, how how does this work? But uh, yeah, I know I had a good good day too. So good, glad everybody glad you had a nice day. And then week seventeen, the odds makers' worst nightmare. Yeah, yeah, they and they missed a few of them right when they opened. They yeah. moved three points just like that within, well, we a, don't, within we thirty don't, seconds. Well, well, we'll see. We'll see if they missed. They missed in terms of a number steaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Whether it was, but, but just, the limits are lower too. So I don't think you see something move two points, two and a half points. You think they're going to get sided? The limits are lower for this. Well, there was this a week. there was a place here that opened them all, and then uh, offshore kind of. Usually they they copy this place, but. For some reason, on a few of them, they they had them three points off, and I was able to. I, I kind of went with this place's reads, yep. and sure enough, the 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 whole market went with with their reads. So, so I got a couple of good prices. I'll say that. I mean, I think we'll have a lot of fun stuff to discuss here uh, with Week Seventeen of the NFL Sports Insider Radio. Uh, com is the website. Eight hundred two zero nine one six seven nine. As we welcome in the boys, uh, Mike in Baltimore. Along with Santa John, <laughs> I did, did you take care of the young one? Oh please, the kid's got he did he more get... presents. Than he, oh, forget Mike took care of him. Mike gave him a, a Jackson piece of uh, clothing that he was very delighted, and he has all these different shirts. And I told his mother, I said, you know, he's going to wear that. The he'll never take it off. And for the last four days, he's been wearing the same shirt. How you doing, the Lamar Michael? Jackson jersey? I love it. Yeah, I would do the I'm, same uh, thing if I had them. I'm, I'm hearing this uh, debacle in the beginning of the show about the Lakers because, look, I was on the Lakers, and I saw the ship go down as they were covering and winning the entire game. And then at the end of the game, you know, they just don't have that clear three-point shooter on that team. And aside from LeBron trying to take it in his own hands, and if they take away Anthony Davis, I mean – Besides Kuzma, that's really all they have, and it just showed at the end of the game. They just could not pull away, and then when they were down, like Brian said, it was an absolute horrible possession. They could have easily gotten it inside, possibly gotten foul, or at least get it within one and then foul again to try to you know, have the other team miss free throws. But it was uh, I definitely believe it was the Lakers blowing it versus the Clippers winning it. Yeah. Yeah, and then, and then the, they have a good record, but yeah, they got to win these type of games uh, for me to take them serious. I don't know. This I think this Clippers thing about uh, tired of being second fiddle yeah. for all these years. I think it's a real thing. I think these guys have yeah. a real stone in their shoe every time they play the Lakers. Yeah, yeah. Because I didn't see the edge. I kind of I saw the line Lakers by two. I said ah, they're probably a couple points better. The first game was four, so I just passed it all together. But uh, yeah, it was impressive. I still watched it, but yeah, they, they got to win these tough games. The Bucks too. They look so, awful. Uh, I got two questions. I got a question for you, Dave, because I want to try to educate these people going into 2020 of why. You know, again, we did that little twenty-minute video. A lot of people have seen that. If you have, if you want to get access to the inside look at how a guy actually wages on sports professionally, I got the video. You just got to call the office. We'll get you the link. It's absolutely free. It's just good information. But what I want to know is when you make a play like the Warriors plus eleven and a half. What I want to know is the mindset of the average. Obviously, we call it pros versus Joes, right? The pros calling, and he's. The Joe's calling, and you give them, the, let's say they get the worst, and they flip out. What do you mean? They're the worst team in bed. Ba- Are you doing that because you really think you're going to be saying congratulations to all money line winners, or are you just saying that the perceived value, the edge is that the line is too high? It's like a stock. The line shouldn't be 11.5, so you're just basically playing it because you have a market edge. Well, a lot of, t- no, there was no market edge, but a lot, of, well, actually, there was randomly a 12, too, uh, but I, I wasn't quick enough to get it. But a lot of times you'll just kind of trust the lines makers there. And let's say a game, I'll give an example. If a game like that opens 9.5 or 10, I think it actually opened 11. But if it opens 9.5 or 10, you know it's a clear uh, panic spot where the public's jumping on one side. A lot of times I'll just play pretty much every single one of those on an island game, meaning just one game. In, the, in that time slot, I'll play every single one of those getting an extra hook uh, because I, I, I feel there's already like the built-in public skew. And then if I get an extra half on top of it, that kind of offsets the juice. And, and I just feel in the long run you get your money in good in those situations um, where, where the line is like that. Hey, I just wanted to say that um, 
the boy's got a brand new phone system. Uh, it's amazing. <laughs> it's an amazing phone system. And I hear our dear friend Judy in the back. So you can back No, wait a minute. Let me. I just want to say something. <clears throat> Judy had been under the weather. And it was great to talk to her last week. Uh, please say happy holidays to her, and we're glad she's feeling better. No, we definitely will. Listen, those um, phones ring. I mean, I, it sounds like you, you got a thing happening. Busy over there, yeah. <laughs> Even on the holidays, you know, it's it's unlike other hol- other industries. I always tell people that aren't in the gaming business, we're like athletes. If they can work on Christmas, we can work on Christmas. Well said. Uh, NFL there are no week. days off, right? No, no. I, I can't believe I was I was literally driving around town making all kinds of bets, and I felt I, I didn't know if I should be proud of myself or ashamed. You know, I, I, I'm like, okay, wh- 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 what am I feeling right no, now? No, don't feel that way. I mean, I <laughs> I, didn't I literally it, it, I had a wonderful day with the family, and I binged watched of all things, curb your enthusiasm. And I was sitting there belly laughing all day. But we had a great day with the with the grand ki- uh, granddaughter and nice family day and food and the whole nine years. But I will tell you, I went 48 hours. There was no horse racing for two days. And I was twitching. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I mean, horse racing returned today. That's, a, that's an odd dynamic. <laughs> Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and Easter Sunday are the three days there's no horse racing. I'm like, come on, I missed this. Where is it? I, you know. So, no. So, how do you balance so your, family? Your with, point is, don't, no, don't feel bad. How do you balance family with, with watching the games and betting? I hope and stuff? you're not talking to me. No, you? No. Oh, I don't want to know how you balance one it. Word. Well, one word. One word. Divorce. It's, That's it. That's no. how you balance the family. You get rid of it. Or <laughs> have or, it in the no, background. Or, like, or five televisions. Five televisions. Okay. Everybody else. She's know, got the cartoons. She's got CNN, the Hallmark channels. She's whatever. watching a show. Yeah, no. I mean, and uh, um, no, she's used to it. Okay. She, and, she, and she actually yeah. watches it a little bit and tolerates it. Yeah. She likes some sports better than others. She'll watch... She'll watch uh, she likes hockey. She watches overtime in hockey. She gets jacked for that, and she watches football. And, and uh, you know, and do they pay attention? I'm telling you, uh, John. It was about ten weeks ago. I'm sitting there. I'm watching a college game, and after all these years, and the game goes to overtime. So they go. They do the coin flip and the whole nine yards, and then whoever it was, you know, goes first down at the twenty five. And she looks at me. She goes, "What's this?" Well, it's overtime. She goes, well, why are they there? I go, well, that's where they start. <laughs> she goes, that's baby football. Yeah. <laughs> she goes, why don't they kick off? Kick off, yeah. She, she said, it's baby football. And every time a game goes to overtime now, I'm cracking up that it's baby football. <laughs> hey, she's right. And they got to do – I kind of feel like they score a touchdown more than – and what percent of the time do they get a touchdown there in, in overtime? Did you know, You do the numbers, John. We always love those. Just for, for – for future reference, at no, some I was going to say, don't ask me. No, no, no. For future reference, but at some point, and maybe, maybe one of you guys knows the answer off the top of your head. But I'd be very curious. How? What are the numbers of the team that you know plays defense first uh, in terms of who actually wins in overtime, and how big yeah. is the coin flip in college football? Uh, it's because be huge. well, because the defense knows they need a field goal or a touchdown. They know what they have to do. The other team, yeah. you know, I I would think it would you would think it would yeah. be a big advantage to play defense first, wouldn't you? Yeah. No, I'm curious too on that one. I mean, I don't see how you would really look that up. I'm not sure. If there's got to be, how would you look that up? I don't. Somebody's probably done it, but I yeah, somebody. But I don't know, John. I, I, he can do it. I, I couldn't. But I, I bet you that's an edge. I mean, yeah, and, and no, I mean, for sure. Well, I mean, with the in-game no, wagering, it is for sure. Well, with in-game wagering, right? If you're sitting yeah. there, and, I mean, the NFL, it's the opposite. But yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there. I would want to be on defense. You're sure. absolutely right. I mean, that, that's a great point. Because right, guys, the the NFL is the complete opposite because you get the football. You know, if you score a touchdown, it's lights out. So the advantage is to get the kickoff in the NFL playing defense in college. So it's amazing. Overtime, two different approaches completely. Well, I, I mean, well, looking at college right now, just to give you an example on college, college football, um, it doesn't show me. Yeah, see, it, it, basically, there's just a skew to the over once you obviously you go into overtime. But what I was going to tell you is, since we're doing this show on a rare Thursday, we have two bowl games today: one at one o'clock, lunch football for you guys, Miami, Florida, Louisiana Tech, and then we got at five o'clock your time, Pittsburgh and Eastern Michigan. I was looking over the numbers, and again, we talk about the bookmakers' job is to get everybody on. Of fifty percent 
432 favorites covered the spread on the closing number in college football. 414 dogs covered the spread, and 12 teams hit. Can you imagine only 12 teams pushed in the entire college football season? That is an amazing feat in itself that they got somebody to cover and somebody to there was no push there was only 12 pushes i mean when you look at these numbers brian i mean as long as you're talking about parity 858 games and only 12 of them pushed on the closing number in college football i mean i think that's an amazing feat and the fact that the favorite record is exactly 51 percent the funny thing is, like you wonder, and that you're right on the closing number, but you you would wonder how many well, of guys those, like Dave are all over everything. Right, but how many of those game. games actually that, yeah. depending on when you bet, yeah. you know, you probably multiply that by three. The, well, I'm sure the there were a middling pushed. opportunity on all yeah. twelve of those games. Where yeah, you, go, you know. If you, some of the wins or loss becomes it become would become pushes. Can I say one more thing about overtime? This is what I think. I just I don't know why I want to give I want to say this. I think in the NFL, this is what they should do. Whoever has the ball right at the end, okay, and the and the time runs out, and there would be a lot of strategy here too. This would be great. I think that team should just start right there with the ball, and we start ten more minutes. Boom! That that's that's it right there. There will be strategy, less luck, and so, so even if you have like a fourth and nineteen, if you run the clock out, okay, you start right there. It's first down. That would be a great rule change. I don't know. I've always that would thought be that, that is, the years. I've always thought, why don't they just do that? But that's actually crazy. No, I don't know. I no, no, no. It. But I mean, it, no, the, it would be crazy the difference of yeah, but it, how it's they would approach skill, the end of a game. Yeah, all skill and there's no coin toss anymore. It'd be great. It'd be more well. Skill. I mean, imagine a team that's got the ball at the forty-five, their own forty-five. Yeah, but what you're it, basically it, doing is you're you're trying to institute a fifth quarter. Right, but I but basically, but, 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 but his, his no, but his thing, what his his thought would be would be it would it would almost produce more overtimes because teams instead of oh, there there's 16 seconds left and I got to fire one downfield just get rid of the coin toss. I'm going to run the ball. Okay, I'm going to run it. the ball and I, I keep going. Hey, it's strategy. It's it's no more coin toss. Anything that's, to get rid of the coin toss. That's borderline crazy. I like <laughs> it. <laughs> well, they try to they try to fix it a little bit now that if the first team. That does win the coin toss and come down the field. If they kick a field goal, the other team still has a shot. But I mean, honestly, the college rule, I believe, is the, or the go best to that. way to finish a game because yeah. no matter what they do, touchdown or field goal, they're playing half of a field. Not even they're playing from the thirty. So you're not running up and down the field and worrying about punts. It's just strictly right from where you start. You could technically kick a field goal or get a touchdown, and you give both teams an opportunity to do so. And it's you know, I get it. Some of these college games go to the fourth overtime, but it's not it, based the time-wise how they get to the fourth overtime could technically be like a real overtime in the NFL because of, it's just not that many plays. Some of these teams in college score on the first play and just give the other team an opportunity. So I know they'll probably never change it to college rules, but they're, they're implementing it a little bit. I know this whole, you know, aside from this, since we're talking about rules in the NFL, I think they failed miserably with uh, with the pass interference rule, which was only uh, a trial period for one year that they're basically only overturned three the entire year. And what they realized, there was pass interference on every single play, just like there's a holding on every single play. So uh, it's, they're trying to tweak it, but you know, I believe if you were to go to overtime, college rules is the the, the fairest way to do it. Yeah, because ha- having a coin flip, like that coin flip is everything. You know, is, it, you see the line move like 70 cents for whoever wins the, the coin toss. And that just, anything to, to get rid of luck is, is kind of my point. So, yeah, I would rather do that too. But even like he said, probably the team on defense first has a has an edge. I don't think it's as, as much as the coin toss in NFL, but... Uh, yeah, I'd like to see some type of rule change where we we're not sweating a coin toss really uh, for it. All right, all right, boys, week seventeen of the NFL. This gets pretty crazy. 
Well, so here's the thing. Breaking down these numbers, this is some some real wild info. Um, back to parity, we're talking about. You know, there was a, the high 60s, and I, you know, every week we discuss this, and I say, you know, everything's got to revert back to the mean. And right now, the dogs still have an edge. They have an 18 game edge. Um, but here's the thing for the listener that's listening to these numbers when I just blow them out. 125 underdogs have covered on the closing number. 107 uh, favorites have covered on the closing number. That's an 18-game edge. So in your mind, you're thinking, well, if I bet every game 110 juice, you know, I'm up $1,800. No, you're up $730. So just to show you how hard it is to beat the VIG, you got basically almost 11 games that come out of that plus 18-game margin. Now, Here's the thing. When you look at football and you're talking about dogs covering and having a, it went from 61% were down to 53%. Now, the amazing part is the edge has not been with dogs. The edge has been with away dogs. Away dogs are 60% against the spread, 84 and 59. So you go from literally an 18-game edge to a 25 game edge just by a, just by only playing the home you play less games and you actually have a higher game return which basically leads me to believe that the line makers are over inflating home team favorites obviously because the numbers are there now again i don't know if you historically look back year over year and see this is always the case but i've never seen a year when basically Every away dog is where you have the value. So when you look ahead this week, you don't have a lot of them. You have the Bears plus one and a half, an away dog. You have uh, Falcons plus one. We'll really call that pick em, technically an away dog. You have the Deadskins plus ten and a half. I already know. I can just feel Dave's going to be on the Deadskins. He'll correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, plus the ten and a half as an away dog at Dallas, America's team. And... Um, Then you have the Jets at Buffalo. The Jets at Buffalo plus one and a half as an away dog. And then, of course, Dave will correct me, another away dog, Miami plus 15 and a half at New England. And then finally to round it off with the three-team double-digit almost parlay, the Chargers plus the nine at Kansas City. I'll let you – oh. Arizona plus seven. So really, you got a lot of away that's dogs. Four. Where well, that's four. Away. Go ahead. That one's sorry. Sorry to interrupt. That one's four. There's only one oh, okay, place I'm that has you. the line, and they'll take a. You know, you can probably bet a few thousand on. So it. are you? Are you going to be on the Deadskins? Well, are you going to be betting against the Patriots? Uh, this is the week where I bet against. The must wins at post. So I'll just take. These aren't must win situations, however, but. Anytime I get a double-digit dog, John, you know me. Come on, I'm always looking to play that side with with local value with value here uh, to the to the global market. I'm, all right, well, I'm playing all of those. Well, let's give the listeners the must-win. So let's let's go through this because this is all public information. But for the guy that doesn't okay, like want to Google Saints. it online, I'm like, sorry. Like the Saints. Okay, they're laying 13 on the road. I mean, this is a standard. Take the Panthers and hope for the best. No, me. no, but they must win, not must cover. We're talking must win. Right? Still though, but, but 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 the the must win makes these spreads higher. Are there any other be. must wins, uh, Brian? Uh, yeah, win. well, Tennessee. Ten- that, see, so we the, got the Saints. We got Tennessee. That one's skewed, obviously, because look, it, cause obviously uh, Lamar is not playing, so there's no must win here in Baltimore. Um, oh, it is for the Steelers. Well, it, yes, it is must win for the Steelers. Okay, I mean, so technically, yeah. so Tennessee technically, and yes, and, so and, technically, and, and, and I'm supposed to bet the Ravens at post. You're supposed to bet the Ravens uh, at, because sure. Pittsburgh must win. Well, okay, for me, I like the the teams that are perceived just dead. Like Carolina is is what we call a dead dog. I mean, they, they're not. The perception is okay. They're not playing for anything. That there's no shot to win this game. And, and this number is crazy. I mean, and, and, and no offense if you like the other side, but thirteen at home there you're getting thirteen at home. So I mean, didn't they almost the game was tied up with like a minute left when they went to they went <laughs> to the Saints? Right. So so here there's obviously a big skew in the Baltimore game. I'm not sure. Uh, this is that other well, example. Jackson's out. Well, yeah, but it's it's not. It doesn't seem too extreme in my mind. 
Pittsburgh laying two on the road if, if Jackson's out. That doesn't seem uh, like I don't want to use I mean, I'll let Mike chime in. RG3 against whoever, uh, I guess, Mason well, or whoever. It's not even RG3 right now. They have, well, you know, they have nothing to play for, but they're playing a few starters right now to start the game. But come halftime, if anything, if anybody gets hurt, even a minor injury, I could see them pulling every single starter just because they wanted – the only reason any sort of starter is playing this game is just for the game flow and right. just they don't want to sit them for three weeks. To stay sharp. Well, two weeks now. But you just don't know. I mean, you don't know. But at the end of the day, you know, I still believe our secondary, you know, starters and backups are better than Pittsburgh's third-string quarterback and their second, third, fourth, fifth wide receiver because they've been banged up as well. You know, coming on the road, I think RG3 still has something to prove, maybe to be a potential starter next year, so he's got something to play for. It's like the Denver theory. You know, That quarterback, even though Denver's been out of the playoffs, that quarterback that's been backing up Flacco all year that now has been playing, he's been playing hard every single week because he knows he's got a potential at a starting job. And like Dave just said with Carolina, a dead team. But Greer, who's the number three quarterback who did not play when Cam Newton got hurt. He's a third string. He got crushed last week. But, again, he's got a lot to play for because he wants to show the coaches or potential to get traded. He's going to play extremely hard. But, you know, a team like the um, who am I thinking of? The Chicago game, where the Chicago-Minnesota game, Minnesota has absolutely nothing to play for. They can't win the division, so they're uh, already a guaranteed you know, wild card. They have nothing to play for. So is the Buffalo just, must win? No, Brian. Meaningless. Completely meaningless. Now they're really? done. Same situation with Buffalo. They can't win the division. They're a guaranteed wild card. No, they're guaranteed locked in the fifth spot. They can't improve or go backwards. And so they they give you a number uh, that's reflective of what's gone on all season long. And the mistake is this is a game that's going to be a track meet. Because it's going to be nothing but backups. It's going to be a preseason football game. Matt Barkley's going to play more than three quarters in the game, and he hasn't thrown a meaningless pass, a meaningful pass, since the Patriots game. And the one thing they'll want to do is get the guy some work in case they ever need him, and they're going to be resting all their key defenders. And that game, oh my God, where are the points going to come from? <laughs> Got news for you. There's going to be plenty. See, I would like to know that too. The the how many times uh, the the 30s have gone over? If you could ever, I, I know that's got to be easy to find. I kind of feel with a total like this, I I, tr- I try to auto bet over as much as I can too. If if, if I get a local price that's lower, so I'll well, definitely. Well, I mean, that. It, you could say the same thing in college football. So you know, the, I I don't want to. Yeah, never mind. I'll skip that. But. You know, go under the eighties. Is that what you're going to say? Well, no. Like a lot of people do that, and they lose. I mean, most of those teams go over. I mean, there's a reason the totals, not even eighty, seventy. There's a reason the totals seventy for a reason. So then it just comes back to a lot of it's the you know at the end of the game. Like for instance, when I saw this Boise State game, this Hawaii game, uh, Brian. I mean, I know you're a totals guy. If you play the over in the second half, you deserve to lose. I mean, it's 55, and then you're going to inflate the total, and that's where you grab the under in the second half. But, I mean, like, I, I don't see the point of betting under when I see 65. I, my, I'm always inclined now. Again, you're going to say to me, David, you're playing like a square. I get it, but but there's a reason why the total's that high for a reason. Yeah, and, and he, this will be the most he's ever talked me into a play. Because when you're when you're a postseason team, you do want to get your backup. You, you want to get him some reps, and, and you want to. Uh, he's going to come out, and yeah, he's going to air it out. I, I like the over here. Well, I wanna, well and, but the other yeah, thing is, well, the the key if the if the Bills are winning the playoff game next week, there are two keys to the game. They got to run the football on the road. You mean in two weeks? No, they play next week. Yeah, they, they don't have a wild a card. Well, I'm saying the Jets game doesn't count. Well, no, but he's but talking I'm about. saying uh, you're handicapping this game, but you're handicapping this game based on what's going to happen next week. And if they're going to win next week, they got to be able to run the football on the road, and they run the ball better with Singletary. So they should have a CAT scan if Singletary even gets a carry in this game. But the actual key to the game, one guy is the key to the game, 
is the cornerback Trey White. He's the he's the Bill Stephon Gilmore. He's the lockdown cornerback. He's going to go one on one against Hopkins. This kid is not playing. I mean, if he plays one snap this game, there should be a federal investigation. And that means the Jets are playing against guys that have not played. They're not going against the Bills' defense. They're going against the Bills' backups. And the Bills' backups offensively are motivated to play because they don't get to play. And the quarterback, they want to get him some work. God forbid they need him. Yeah, it's a, it's a, great, it's a great bet. My instincts are telling me this is a, this is a good spot, too. When you look at line moves, uh, Dave or Brian, um, and you see, a, like, oh, Lamar is not playing, and he was – what was the original line? It flipped, I think, minus one to they plus were, two. Well, no, they were, they were minus – Baltimore was minus were, two and a half. Okay, so it has flipped four and a half points, so now it's minus Pittsburgh well, minus two. kind of three, two. because Pickham doesn't really count. Pick em, well. right, okay. So the point is, from your, from the way you, 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 you do it in terms of strategies, isn't that a fade the move, like the value is on? I know Brian hates that word value. The value is taking uh, the Ravens at home regardless of who the quarterback is. Well, I think anytime, anytime a team opens favorite at home, even one or two, and, then you're, and, and this time of week you're staring at plus two, plus two and a half, naturally, I don't know about him, but I'm, I'm thinking in my head, okay, Will this get to three? And then, I, and I'll obviously, once it gets to three, I'm very interested, and, I, and I'll try to play it just because it moved so much. But this is a weird week where information keeps changing. Uh, but still, yeah, if the, I can the, get that, the three. information's changing. But it's like preseason that it, it's information. But there's a lot of the information you can't count on. Right, right, right. Well, right, I mean, right. it's. I'd say, I mean, I can understand Brian why you make that statement, but. When one team you know what they're doing and the other team you don't. In preseason, you just know both teams. You're you're kind of out there. You don't know who's playing for how long. How long are they going to leave the starters in? Every team treats their starters differently in the preseason when they pull the plug after you know so many plays on a play count. But right now, I mean, you have teams like the Steelers who are right there to potentially get the number six seed. Obviously, they need Tennessee to lose. And then they're playing against the Ravens team that literally does not care. The, Usually, the, the amazing thing, know. Michael, there, you, you, it's it's like again, you're trying to be Doctor Phil, and you're, you're you're trying to be a shrink here, and, and, and we all we all are. And the thing is, it could go one way or the other. You know, the one thing that happens with teams like that, oh, oh yeah, the biggest rivalry in well, football. Not, well, the, okay, throw the rivalry in that. That that's a real part of it. But you know what happens? Tennessee's going into Houston. Houston maybe rest guys. They rested uh, Henry last week. Put all their eggs in this basket to win this game. Pittsburgh's got to win this game. You know what happens? The backups for Baltimore and even the guys from the Texans, because even if if Watson comes out halfway through the second quarter, these guys are coming in and and they're playing. I mean, you know. They want to. They want to impress the coaches. But you know what the other teams got? Everybody's. Oh, they're motivated. They should win. Yeah. You know what they also have? They've got pressure. They have to win the game. And how many guys cough up a lung when there's pressure? It's the weight of expectations. Nobody ever takes into account. Well, they should win. They're motivated. Yeah, but there's pressure. I can't, I can't tell you how many times in week seventeen some teams playing a team with. I can. I can tell you to one year. Uh, the Bills guy. This is way back uh, when Bledsoe was a quarterback. And they had made the playoffs for 17 years. Well, the one year, the, the, the Bills came, they maybe started like 0-4, came all the way back. And it was week 17 at home to make the playoffs. And they're playing the Steelers, and, they, and the Steelers said, we're resting Roethlisberger. And Neil O'Donnell played the game. And the Bills were like a touchdown favorite to win the game against their backup. Pittsburgh killed them. Yeah. I mean, it's not an automatic because the team needs to win the game. And then it comes but down, you, to, and then it comes down to when do you pull the trigger? Like the sharp guys already, they kind of used that logic for Houston and took down the five and a half, five, four, four and a half. So yeah, he's right. Uh, the, the the sharper money agrees too on on a couple of the games. I mean, but Dave, my question to you is: Do you shy away from playing those type of games where you just rather? get your money in knowing that you have the starters out there and it's just like the rest of the season? No, I, I like those there. backup spots. Like, if, if both teams were 100% and trying, Houston would be favored by three and a half or three, somewhere in there. So the fact that now they're they're plus more than three at home, 
I would rather yeah give up all those points and 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 bet on the backups. Are I there would. any scenarios that you would like in this week in particular more than other weeks? Because there are gray areas, but you've got plays on the way in that you would sit there and say, "Oh boy, I'm you know, maybe I'll get off this one and, and come back." Uh, just maybe more than normal, just because of there are many unknowns. And during the course of a game, say, "I got a chance to get out of this," or or I or I man, was I right? And even put more on it during the course of a game. Yeah, I, I'll do that too. I'll do that. Like I almost want to put more on Houston at three and a half. I feel like I missed the boat. That was the one I was I was really I was really excited about, and all of a sudden I was getting ready to go bet it. I said, okay, after basketball finishes, I'm going to bet. Steam alert, and and, and all the fives uh, were gone, and the four and a halves. So yeah, I, I could even bet this one at three and a half. I don't know. I agree. I just feel that these the pressure of the must win too. I mean, we're not, he brought that up. The pressure causes teams to just make a lot of mistakes. Here, I watch this now, Mike. Are you standing or sitting? Sitting right now. All right, good. I might change after yeah. you say. No, 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 statement. no. I want you to say. I mean, if you're gonna, if you're sitting, I said then put a seatbelt on. Because <laughs> wait, wait to hear what I'm gonna say to you here. Should here we go? No. You going to is... talk about America's team, the Ravens? No. No, don't, please. You've said a lot of stupid <laughs> things this year. Let, let's not take it to any, really, really buffoonish stuff. All right. All right. Your Ravens. I'll even, I'll even give you your Ravens. Should we, in this situation, what, do, what is this? It's a meaningless game, right? Meaningless. For them. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. What have we said for the last five years... Preseason football. Who's better at winning a meaningless game than Harbaugh? Ah, they're only sixteen and zero. Uh huh. So, so what, what's to say that in this meaningless game? And you know, by the way, they'll, they'll. I tell you what, they'll do. They'll. They'll just to keep the guys engaged and entertained. They'll. They'll roll out every trick play they got in a book. I mean, you know what I mean? They're, let's go out. We want to keep. You know, we want to keep winning. He. I don't know. However, he does it. He Actually, gets a book. this is a good angle. Uh, David, he just talked me into the second bet. So we got the over in the Buffalo game. I'm writing this down. <laughs> going to do a two team parlay with the Steelers. I'm mortgaging the house. It's all on you, Brian. The kids won't be. They'll be in the street. With the Steelers. With the Steelers, with the Steelers. With the Steelers. I, made I, mean, the Ravens, I made a case the with the Ravens. Ravens. Yeah, you the Ravens. Made, yeah, yeah. yeah, I got news so your house just went down the river. <laughs> I kind of wish you had the meaningless uh, point spread value, though. At two, it's like, eh. But in that other game, you're getting more than a field goal, so it, it just feels better. But, but it, that makes sense. I mean, I'll definitely play it at three. At three, we already discussed that. At three, I have to play that game, the Ravens. But at two, it's, it could still be good. I don't know. I just don't have a good feel for it. Hey, you want the miracle scenario, which is crazy. I mean, first of all, Oakland winning the game may be the, you know, may be the toughest of the lot here. Um, but Oakland, if Oakland wins that game against Denver, I listen, I mean, they, they got a realistic shot. Baltimore to beat Pittsburgh. Um, Indy to beat the Jags. The tough one to me, I would think, the way Tennessee was playing, I've got to believe – I'd be I'd be buyer beware on Houston. I because I will tell you this Tennessee. Yeah. If I if I'm Kansas City and I'm playing my game and I'm watching a scoreboard, I'm rooting like hell for Houston to beat well, Tennessee because Tennessee I'm, 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 Tennessee can give Kansas City all. I think Tennessee can give Kansas City a game. Pittsburgh can't. In, what's in the with playoffs. the line move in this game? Did I miss something? What like was that? Why did the line move from uh, like it looked like Houston opened at one and now they're plus three and a half? Well, Is it an injury move? No, it's no, t- Tennessee. It. Tennessee needs the game, right? Like, Houston's already locked into the division. Yeah. yeah, that line moved the most right when they came out. I mean, it was crazy. It just it kept going up and up and up. And then uh, I think I think Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday night at like eight o'clock Pacific time, it, it went back down. All the five and a halves, fives, four and a half, and they bet it all the way down to the three and a half where it stands right now. So, so Dave, uh, <clears throat> the listeners that tune in every single week that have been with us for a very long time, they're still praying that your futures bet on the Packers comes through. They put it in exactly when you sent it to us. They're waiting, hopefully, patiently, that the at least the Packers get a buy, and then they're in a, you know in a position where they play the first game at home, and then 
hopefully potentially win and, and get the NFC crown. And the funny thing about that is, so 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 you know me and you know my brother. We need Seattle to win, right? I mean, so so that's exciting, and that's the that's the night game. So we'll definitely have a few drinks and enjoy that. Well, but from a betting point of view, again, you would never lay the thirteen with Green Bay. No, no, absolutely not. No, no. This is another one of those games where I'm going to end up on Detroit at thirteen or better. I, I play almost all of these. I, I can't. I have to play all these games. I think. I think you just get value in the long run. But the the one that that looks better to me is the Carolina one. That one. That one is. I probably have the most on that one so far. But yeah, now, the Lions are, look is, like is a dead this, dog too. The Bengals are one and fourteen straight up. They're five and ten against the spread. I mean, are you going to play that game? Or are you going to just finally just leave it alone? Well, I haven't been playing the Bengals every week. Minus oh, good. But okay. but no no that game that game doesn't excite me. Out of all the games we're talking about, that game I I mean I don't know what he thinks, but I'm not very excited about that game. I, I could care less about it. I don't. Cleveland's see. a soap opera, and right. The, the one the only they're both in Ohio. There's only there's only <laughs> one motivational thing about that game, and that's that by losing last week. Cincinnati locked up the first pick. So yep, winning here block. winning here wouldn't mess them up at all. And they did score 16 points in 35 seconds at the end of the Miami game. So they're trying. And then they come back and blow it. Yeah, yeah, that was that was exciting. Again, you can't make this stuff up. The BYU game the other night, the coach was a complete idiot. They should have won the game against Hawaii. And then that Cincinnati-Miami game, Cincinnati shredding them. Pass, pass, pass. 16 points in the last 35 seconds. They get the overball, overtime, and they run the ball twice and punt. Like, who, who makes this stuff up? Right. Do you guys think that the wrong team was favored in that game? I mean, the Dolphins were getting one and a half points at home versus a 1-13 team. To me, it felt right. To me, I thought that line was right on pick them. Basically pick them. I, 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 thought, I, thought, I thought they were a little better. And, and and it went to overtime. Could have gone either way. I guess, though, you could argue that Miami just kind of thought they had it in the bag, and, and that's why that happened. But to me, Pickham was about right. I'm gonna, my top play is Seattle this week. I never take my team. This is this is it. Plus three and a half at home. Two units. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, great spot. Now the, the Come one, on. You know it's a good spot. No, no. I, honestly, Seattle's pointed to this. Um, and got back in, and, and and listen, San Francisco's played a gauntlet. The the only thing that's quirky, the I, running, I, I, I know, no, but no, well, no. And I was going to say that doesn't mean they can't win the game, but because you go and you sign Marshawn Lynch, you know, whatever, yeah, that okay. makes it weird. You, yeah, you, well, you need a guy to you know maybe run it in from the one, but the reality, <laughs> right? come on, man, no, but the, but the reality of it is Wilson has to throw the ball probably forty plus times in this one spot until their running backs get healthy, which makes it a you know it's it's not a normal. Seattle game. He's going to have to throw the ball. I trust him, though, and I trust getting... Come on, this game's in Seattle, too. Getting more than three here is great value. This is this is a definitely... This will be one where I, I have a big bet. And, and I'll, I'll hopefully have fun watching him <laughs> blow the 49ers out. <laughs> my brother will have fun. You guys like my brother when he, when he dances and everything during the Seahawks games. So we'll send a couple of videos of that. You got to well, show Dave. You got to show Brian the video of him doing the dance. <laughs> so let's. I, let's, I want to give you guys some fantastic. NBA numbers real quick. Sure. So yesterday was the most amazing. I mean, again, from a the public betting. I mean, look, Bucks get blown out. Uh, Houston gets blown out. Denver gets blown out. Uh, I mean, it was just all dogs. Boston that game could have. There were some injuries. Boston wins the game. The first first favorite of the day rolls. Not only do they get blown out, they all money line winners. So let me just give you an like, Dave. Do you ever do this? Like, I took the Pelicans on the money line in the second half. I did, and I should have done it because I just figured that if they're going to keep the momentum up, it's kind of why even take the plus seven and a half points when you could or eight points when you could just take them get a, you're getting a good price at like almost plus three hundred yeah. small. Yeah, but you have to be careful. You really get juiced on those on those bets. I mean, in my opinion, you should take the points. Uh, that, that's the better angle. But speaking of NBA, San Antonio at Dallas today. Do we have a pick there? 
Oh, let's talk about that. You guys, you guys. Well, let me just give you the numbers real quick. Brian, what do you think the record is dogs favorites against the spread in the 448 non This is amazing. Just just to show you the difference between NBA college football there were 858 games before the bowl games. 11 12 games landed on the closing number. You got that, Brian? Yeah. So far, we're like in the early half of the whatever you call it, this long NBA season. Eleven games have already hit the number with half the amount of games. So it's two twenty-eight, two twenty, and eleven. So it just goes to show you, there's a lot of volume on these games, and you're you're literally talking about um, four hundred and fifty-nine games versus nine hundred games, and we've already had eleven games hit the, the closing number. The difference between the dogs and the favorites, eight games. 228 dogs after yesterday's three dogs winning outright. That means it was even closer. There was a smaller margin. 228 dogs have covered the closing number. 220 favorites have covered the closing number for 50.8%. Eight percent. I mean, when you talk about the line makers doing their job, they are doing their job. Wait, there's more. There's more. No mean reversion there, whatever you call it. I don't believe in mean reversion. The totals. You're a total guy, Brian. Two hundred and twenty-six overs. Two hundred and (laughs) twenty-nine unders. Wow. I'm going to repeat that. Three games from fifty percent on the over-unders on the closing numbers. What do you guys got to say about all that? Yeah, they know what they're doing. I mean, I don't think you've ever given the numbers and they've been that close to 50%. So in any in, in any of these years I've known you, so that's their, their, their lines making in NBA has been incredible. Or the betters, you're going by the closing numbers, so the betters have been pretty accurate too. Um, the, money's, the, the money's been accurate, I guess. Or a combination of both. Right, and so the, here's the thing. When you take these numbers and you go back up, so last year we had an instance where you had three underdogs that actually won the game outright. Now, here's, here's the interesting uh, factors is that, that that numbers, I have to go, that dogs winning outright, yeah, it's, it's completely different. It's like way off. It's like 40%. So just yesterday yeah. was a rare day where all the dogs won. But overall, it's about 40% of those dogs, you know, they don't win outright. They just cover the spread. Well, then it comes down to what's the average underdog. Like, what's the average price? And that, that counts the 16-point underdogs all the way to the one-point underdogs. And I'm not sure right. on that. Do you know that number? Like what? I don't. I have to look. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's probably. But about four let's or five, talk about this Dallas game. So, I want to ask you before we go to the Dallas game: Do you pinpoint the blowout upsets for the revenge? So, do you circle Milwaukee and go, "Well, the next time they play, and Houston, when the next time they play, and the Lakers, now they've lost four in a row, so the next I, time they play, or do you kind of like I your brain doesn't college, think like that way?" I think in college that might matter more. I, I think in pro revenge, and I could be wrong. I mean, I have no way to prove my theory, and, and nobody really does, but uh, I don't really think revenge is a big deal in pro. I mean, sure, it matters. They remember it, and they might have an extra, instead of 110, they might go 120%. I don't know, but myself, I don't. What do you, Brian, do you care about revenge? Uh, not even ver- revenge, just the team getting like embarrassed. Yeah, no, I think that matters. They come out the next game a little stronger. But as far as like a month ago, they beat us by 20. No, 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 no. I don't. I don't mean revenge of the same team. I mean the embarrassment factor. Yeah, I think it matters. So the next time they play, are they going to put a higher yeah, number think so. on them? I, th- I think. Well, I don't know if they're going to put a higher number, but I think I do. Like I think there's. You can call it an emotional edge. Uh, you know, okay, they just lost by 20. And a lot of times too, what I do. This is what I do. The bigger, like, like the so, so for example, let's say the Lakers lost to somebody that they were favored by 12 over. Now the next game, I would be very nervous to go against them in like a pick 'em game because. Well, so let's that that would be your Warriors. That would be your Warriors bet would be a prime example. So the right, next Houston, game, I think Houston will come out next game. Yeah, with a little bit more energy and want it more. So. I, for that, I think it does matter. I, I like to back teams off of a loss 
and the bigger the loss, the better. Then that's a good one right there. However, Houston's pretty public, so I'm not sure you would really get line value there. Uh, I'm not sure who they do play next. Yeah, they're playing the Nets, so they're 21 and 10. They're going to be playing 16 and 13 Nets on Saturday. Okay, so that's in Houston. In Houston. Okay, so they'll be favored by, uh, let's see, 10, 11, something in there. So I don't Got really it. want to lay those. But if it if it was like now they play a, a, a more competitive game. And you know the money split on fifty-fifty on both sides. Yeah, I would look to play Houston in that game. I would look to play to play them or pass. I think they do have an edge. Yes, got it. So now, what were you talking uh, about this Dallas Spurs game before? I think we, uh, I think the Spurs. I, okay, so I think the Spurs is a is a is a spot today. Don't judge coming back <clears throat> from an injury, and I feel that was already. So this line opened six, I think, and it's just been. It's there's a lot of hype for for his return, and I think this is a standard uh, take eight and a half, maybe even eight at post. Uh, it's eight now, so or if if the eights start drying up, then you'll fire. But but as it stands, just let it keep getting bet up uh, for because whenever you have these these people that re- these players that return from injuries, I don't think they're a hundred percent right when they come back. Now some people argue and say, "Yeah, they are." That's it, it, that's up for debate. But I think just the fact that he's returning, you, you've already seen it move two points, and it's a good spot to take the Spurs. The books definitely need the Spurs in this game. What do you think? So Brian? Now that we're we're, we're toward Dave, I wanted to tell you. I, have a, I wanted to give a shameless plug. We're a couple buddy of mine, uh, buddies of mine, uh, Team Barb, uh, Shill and Schiff and Hal. They've been doing a local sort of like the Las Vegas Super Contest out here, and uh, they would be in first place if they were in the Super Contest gold. So I keep telling them they need to you know, man up, invest the right amount of money, and go big instead of winning you know, a smaller one here. They should step it up and be with the big dogs like you've been for the last 10 years. You don't think well, they're taking the Ravens every week, don't you, Dave? Every well, comes, week they've been taking the Ravens. It's, it's, well, this is tough, too, because to pay 5000 and it's like you're less than 1% to win, it just comes down to what are the reasons to do it. I mean, this is hard. I I have done it every year, and and my friends have done it every year, but I don't know. And then it comes down to their bankroll. Are you a contest guy, Brian, or Uh, not really? You know. No, no, no. No, you know what? Honestly, it's... Winner take all. This is hard to pay five thousand for, and, and Look, yet man, they get over hundred entries every year. So, Look, he's one of the biggest real estate agents in Baltimore. I'm sure, he could handle an entry fee. So next year, I'm going to hold him to it. Then have he's him do listen it. Listen to the show. That no, changes. Got to do it because right now, going into the final week, they'd be three games up. Tell him I said do it. Else. I said do it then. If all right, fellas. There I, you go. <laughs> I would tell you, uh, you got. Do you have your playoff tickets yet? Of course, Brian. All right. Buffalo over Seattle, the mortal David Miller lock, and we're going to hit a little three timer with the Ravens. Spurs That's at it, post, guys. Spurs <laughs> at post. Always fun, guys. We invite you to check out SportsInsiderRadio.com and the number to get hold of the fellas eight hundred two zero nine one six seven nine. David, good to see you. You too, brother. Best of luck this weekend, and we'll be back with you again next Wednesday on Sports Insider Radio.